I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. ABC Wednesdays. Celebrity Jeopardy is back. Damn! Look at it! Hosted by me, Ken Jennings. Yeah! <laughs> A new season of powerhouse celebrities compete. Go big or go home. To win $1 million for charity. When celebrities take the Jeopardy stage, anything can happen. Bet it all! What is zombie? What is Arctic? What is the incorrect answer to this question? <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy in Primetime. Wednesdays on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, what's your baby's name? Actually, it's a family name. PLT. Welcome to Poor Little Thing, the podcast, also known as PLT. The podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like that time you spent $100 on a tattoo, and then almost 20 years later, you spent $2,000 to get it removed. Bitch, you're a PLT. Hi, I'm Ryan Steele, and with me as always is lesbian of the year, Amy Goodmurphy. Hi. Wow, yeah, that was an honor. Yeah. Um, I got that back in 2017. Yeah, who did you beat? I, Katie Lang. <laughs> yeah, wrong time for are... me to take a sip of coffee. I was gonna spit that out. <laughs> me and Cades are actually uh we're super close. We dated for oh. 15 years and Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we did. And well, I didn't want to tell you. Yeah, we, it. it was it was an underground thing. Okay. I, I, um again, it's something I don't want to talk about, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a lesbian thing, is there's an underground term you wouldn't get it, and mm. I don't want to share it with you. And and frankly, I'm not allowed. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, can we uh, can we discuss the elephant in the room? <coughs> if any case, me. before we even say any more from that, can anybody guess why Amy and I are not okay? Well, you you don't know that, but Amy and I, for the first time in PLT history, are doing our intro separate. Why, Amy? It got me. You've been dodging it for fucking two and a half years. I have been yeah running from this thing yeah. For two and a half years, I have been masking in my own home. Yep. I have been living underground mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. I have been fleeing from my own family mm-hmm. when they needed me most. Yeah. And uh, something came knocking at my door mm-hmm. on Monday, mm-hmm. a week ago. <laughs> and I said, who is it? Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't answer. And I thought, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm going to open this door. Well, as you and do. And then I got... A present. Wow. COVID. Yeah. 
COVID has got me, everyone. Yeah. I've had COVID for a week and perhaps I'm not contagious anymore, but listen, we're being smart, right? I don't want want to get it again. You don't want to get it again. And I got to tell you something. This is no fucking joke when it gets you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the strain. I I, I don't even know if that's what you call it. I don't know what the fuck, but I got this on Monday and started with a little cough, as they say. And then the next 48 hours, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. no joke. We're like, I've never been that sick in my life. Wow. I was Jenny, Jenny fleet. She, she fled the scene Yeah, because she was going on a trip. She was going on a work trip to Miami. Whoa. Is she there right now? She is. She's loving her life. Oh, wow. That was kind of nice timing. It was actually good timing. It was a little stressful for her because she was like, oh, God, I don't want to get COVID mm-hmm. before I go on this fucking trip. And like, I'm trying to get organized. But luckily, you know, we're feeling very thankful. I'm feeling very thankful right now. Yeah. I'm a very thankful human being at this at this moment in my life because she was able to go quickly to her mom's and get sorted and not get sick, thankfully. And she's enjoying her work trip and it's wonderful. Um, and, but I was, you know, when she was having a nice time with her mom going for dinners, mm-hmm. I was shaking, sweating, nauseous, pounding headache. I couldn't even, no joke. I, and I know, you know, people have it worse. Okay. People are, people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> people have died, but I like, couldn't even walk to the bathroom and it's across yeah. from my room. Yeah. And I like, and at one, one point in the night, I was like, fuck, I need more water. And so I like, was like, I'm going to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to pass out in the kitchen. It's fucking five feet away from my door. Damn. I know. So it's been, um, it's been a trip mm-hmm. and I'm just glad that I made it out the other side. Yeah. But I'm still testing positive. So I don't want to, I don't want to infect my horn. I get it. Well, I, you know, I, I, I could tell you're getting better because you started booty calling me again. Well, I wanted to fuck. Yeah, I know, but we, you know we have to wait. Why do we have to wait? Because you, the truth be told, I'd want to infect you, but you don't want to fuck me right now. I and don't. I apparently, you know, a quote unquote, Ryan called me unfuckable. <laughs> That's what he said. He's never said to me in his life. He said, you've got COVID and you're unfuckable. Mm, I'm sorry, so but anyways, it's true. I know. Well, did you miss me? Yeah. How much? A lot. But my mom was here, so it was fine. Fuck, everyone was good. Everyone was just good. No, I kept checking in. Hey, hey, yeah, right. Sad. Hey, what's everyone doing? Oh, we're we're at the beach. Mm. What are you doing? Oh, just lying in my own soot. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little I thing. Was. Poor I was tr- truly lying. When do I change the sheets? Because I keep sooting them. Like, oh, God. No, I'm not crapping myself or anything, luckily. I know mm-hmm. some people did. Yeah. Um, But I... I literally been waking up in like pools of sweat still in the morning. Oh, so when do I change them? Um, I think um, maybe today if you're feeling better. Okay. Did you watch anything new? Are you kidding me? Oh. Of course I did. Okay. You know, Saturday she has a Hey You account, mm-hmm. and she lets me in. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Hey You. No. And uh, I got a new obsession, and I have literally been binging it from the second I wake up in the morning. This is a plus when Jenny's not here. I get to turn the TV on in the morning. Yeah, thank God. I turn it on right away, and I've been watching the most garbage show ever, but I'm obsessed. Southern Charm. Oh, I don't know it. Have you heard of it? Okay, I don't... All of these shows, I was like, "Mm, oh, because I was watching Summer House, Mm -hmm. and there's a guy on Summer House whose name is Craig, Mm -hmm. and apparently Craig is from Southern Charm, so I was like, oh, I'll go check out Southern Charm. It's a spinoff. It's like Bravo's doing all Mm -hmm. their... They're all getting getting it in. I get it. And so I started watching Southern Charm. I I can't turn it off. (laughs) I cannot turn it off. They're fucked. They're rich. They're Southern. They spend money. All the guys are fucked. I like Craig so far. We'll see. I'm on season uh, three right now. Wow. Just been going. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've just been, literally, I've been watching that mm-hmm. and sleeping and rolling and texting to see if people still love me. <laughs> that's, that's about it. What the hell have you been up to? Um, well, my, my mom was here for the weekend and because like, she, she went to Australia to visit my younger sister for three weeks and they had a great time. They went through like, you know, I think seven goon bags of wine. Like they, they had goon bags. Yeah, goon bags, aka boxes for our North America listeners. Um, they had a lot of fun. It was great though, because they were genuinely so sad when and they had to, you know, separate. Mom had to come home. My nephew was even crying. 
Oh, so, and also my mom's, she hasn't been living in a house for a while because they're still building their dream house while they live in a trailer. So um, I think it was just nice for her to, to like have a kitchen again and be able to cook and like, you know, sleep in a proper bed. So she felt a little spoiled. And then she came back on Friday and I thought, okay, you know, I'll pick you up from the airport and then we'll get you to the bus station for, you know, whatever time that afternoon you're going to leave. And then she, the next day she's like, I'm, I'm going to stay for a few days. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, she came in on Friday and she just, uh, she left this morning. Wow. That's so nice. We had so much fun, but she was a little jet lagged. So, um, mm. cause she can't sleep on planes just like me. So uh, when she got here, she slept all day and then I woke up and I gave her her morning wine and, uh, then we went out for some food. <laughs> <laughs> so I took, hey, COVID slowed me down. Took me a second to, to register that, honey. So good. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. No, she was great. So yeah, the first day we went out and we kind of like, yeah, we had some fun. We had dinner, took her to score. And then the next day, she, I think maybe she had too much wine. She was not good the next day. She said it was just more of her jet lag. She, she, yeah. she said she gets jet lag really bad. I think she was just kind of like, she wanted attention, but who knows? <laughs> it's so she rude. just flew all the way from Australia <laughs> and then drank. She just wanted attention. <laughs> I did. So she, yeah, the second day she was kind of like, just, she did not leave my apartment. Um, and that kind of sucked because I really wanted to, you know, take her out in the town. Um, yeah. but then the final day she was here, we, um, she was better and we went shopping and then I took her to Ancora, which is like a pretty fancy restaurant down on the water. Excuse um, me. and pardon me, excuse yeah, me. I know. And then, you know what? I thought I was being all a nice, a nice son and stuff, but it, she doesn't like fish and everything on their menu is fish. <sighs> she says that fish makes her want to vomit. And I go, I did not plan this accordingly. But Hold on. How did you not know that your mother doesn't like fish and that it makes her want to vomit? Well, because I mean, I guess this is new or something or like maybe it explains that we never really had fish growing up. It's just not something we talk about. <laughs> I mean, it, it, all, it explains why we never had fish. Yeah, but yeah, it's it was not, a good intention. Yeah, we have a lot of chicken in that family. A lot of chicken. You you have a lot. Of chicken. I have a lot of chicken, too. Yeah. yeah um, but so we went and, and we still had a nice bottle of wine and then we had a vegan tartare. Which was just kind of expensive. It was literally just like some watermelon and avocado that they like <laughs> grilled up, and then they yeah. give it to you with those like kind of like big chip things like that you would eat your tartare with, and it was actually quite tasty. But it was seventeen dollars. Then I took her to a drag show, and she was in awe. It was the first full drag show she's ever been to. She loved it. Um, and we and then I took her to score again. We had a margarita. Came home, played a little bit of crib. I won two out of three, and then oh, um, you know we good. said and then we said good night. And then you said good night. Yes. I, oh, I also made her watch her first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, did she like it? Yeah. Lots of firsts for Louise Steele. That sounds so good. You kept storying on Instagram your mom being in <laughs> awe of things. You, you, would, you would start on something. Like there's this, this big, beautiful chandelier mm. that the city of Vancouver has put underneath the Burrard Street Bridge, right? Yeah. And Ryan started his story of the chandelier and then he'd pan to his mom and she just, her jaw would be dropped and silent staring at it like she was fucking frozen. And then you kept showing her doing that to different things. Yeah. I My COVID ass was loving it. That took, got me through the day. I did the first one the other night at score because we had these big, huge $60 Caesars and, you know, somebody was making one and we were sitting at the bar and she was like, oh, so I got oh, that. Yeah. And then I got the chandelier and then we went and we saw the world famous Vancouver barge uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at Sunset yeah. Beach. And, and so she loved I showed it. her that and she was quite shocked. But overall, we had a great time and she and she's gone now. She's back to Merritt to be with her son, Bruce. Yes, the dog. Mm -hmm. You know, that almost didn't happen because on Friday when she was to arrive, mm -hmm. we had plans, beautiful plans to go on a fabulous boat trip yeah. with our friends, mm -hmm. this beautiful thruple friends of ours. <laughs> um, they booked this boat mm -hmm. and they are lavish queens. Yes. Those queens are fucking lavish. And the second they were like, want to come on a, like a day on the boat? I was like, yeah, I don't care how much it costs. Let's go. And I'm writing Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> And we said, yes, we gave it, gave our money and then big COVID girl mm -hmm. got big COVID. Yeah. But it kind of worked out because the weather wasn't that great. So that's true. It mm -hmm. worked out. So we're going to get to go. Guess what? Everybody, everybody calm down. <laughs> we're going to get to go. Okay. Oh, the captain said, yeah, <laughs> Michael checked in with the captain and was like, I'm going to check in with the captain and I'll see what he says. Yeah. I'm like the captain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is this? The love boat? It's going to be what the love this? boat. It's fucking real housewives of fucking. Well, Vancouver, we did have a show. Because I don't know if it's the thruple that Amy is talking about. One of them, I have a a mad crush on. 
<laughs> yeah, and you joked earlier that you guys went on the boat trip and nobody told me <laughs> and that you made out with him the whole time. Yeah. Hey, that was just some pre-show banter. You know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that is some pre-show banter. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyways, listen, you going to the beach today? It's fucking hot. No, yeah, I don't like the beach. You don't like the beach? I don't like the beach, no. What don't you like about the beach? Uh, the sand and this, and I'm not really, I can never wear sunblocks and I'm always just like purple after or like burnt. And then, um, yeah, I don't like sand everywhere. And then I don't know what do you do. You just lie there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like on vacation and I like to go to sunset beach on the grass. I like to do that, but like at sunset, like I like to do it at night when it's not as hot and like, you're just having, you're cracking a brew and you're just watching the sunset and talking to your friends, but like go to the beach in the day. There's nothing about that. I like. And you're not, I think we've talked about this before and you don't, and you're not like the biggest swimmer. No, I don't like to swim. You know, I gotta say, I like the beach, but I wouldn't consider myself a beach girl. Okay. Like I can understand what you're saying. I don't like being overheated. I don't like baking Mm -hmm. when people are like, oh, I just love to sit out there and just fucking bake. I'm like, don't you feel sick? Mm -hmm. I get, I get like the sun makes me feel a bit sick, but if I'm close to water and I have access to shade, and I got a nice, and I got a nice brew or two. Okay, yeah. Like you were saying, maybe, maybe, maybe. a, maybe, maybe a tricycle. Maybe that's a grapefruit rambler. Yeah. What about an IPA? Oh, maybe a maybe a fat tug where I get shit faced <laughs> by accident. <laughs> <sighs> that's a trouble. That's trouble, but it's so good. Yeah, yeah. But can I tell you something that changed my life that might change your life too okay. about the beach? Yeah, go ahead. I don't like sitting on the sand on a towel. Like I don't like. Mm. It hurts my back. I'm uncomfortable. I'm long, you know, and I don't like, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't want my shoulders are injured all the time. Mm -hmm. So during the pandemic, friends of ours were like, oh, we just bought these little beach chairs from Costco and they're going like crazy because, you know, everyone was trying to get outside and Mm -hmm. get their self set up. And I was like, hey, 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 get me a couple, get me a couple. (laughs) So they got us a couple. They're fucking Tommy Bahama chairs. Kill me, but all right. Whatever. Whatever. And um, it changed my life. I'm not kidding. There's a drink holder. You can recline it. I sit. We got an umbrella. Wow. So I feel like if you set yourself up right, it it doesn't have to feel like a dirty, gross day at the beach. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I got to tell you, anybody, if nobody has a beach chair, I know it's not for everybody. Jenny does not love it as much as I do. But I will not go to the beach unless I have that fucking chair. Okay, well, maybe I'll get one too. You need to get it. It changed my fucking life. I do what you do. All right. I want to talk about something. So we've been really fortunate. We've got lots of messages on our Instagram, Ryan and Amy show from uh, fans of the pod, you know, either telling us that they, they, you know, they're, that they love the pod or that they've got their partner and do it. You know, someone screenshotted us a conversation recently with her husband and it's just so lovely. So please keep doing that. We love it. Um, We got uh, another message recently from someone and she had a question and I thought I would answer it if that's okay. Yeah. She asked, dear Ryan and Amy, where did Ryan get his scar? Joyously yeah. yours. I can't remember her name. <laughs> anyway, when I was uh, 19, I had testicular cancer and I had to get a uh, chemo and a testicle removed and all that. And then um, it, it, just to make sure that I was going to be safe. Like, I don't really understand it 100% properly, I don't think. But anyway, uh, I think what they wanted to do was um, open up my stomach and just cut strands of my lymph nodes. So that way, if it did come back down below, it really couldn't go anywhere. Like it would just stay down there. It couldn't travel into my, you know, kidney or lung or, you know, into my blood. So yeah, they cut me open and I know I have a scar from literally like from my crotch to about, oh my God, like halfway up my side. It's, it's quite long. I would say it's like uh, 20 inches maybe. Yeah. It's a big scar though. So for our PLT listener there, that's why I have that scar. Yeah, that's why. And it's, be- it's beautiful. <laughs> it it's is beautiful. beautiful. It's a memory. I'm sure it's a reminder, even though you said you forgot about it. But when you think about it, it's mm. a reminder for you to stay healthy. Yeah. And some parts of it are still a little bit numb after all these years, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. When you touch it, you can't feel anything. Yeah. Well, I, I can, but it's like not the same as what I like when I'm touching other parts of my stomach or my scar. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you talked about having no feeling um, on your scar. I did, and yeah, I, I did talk about that. You, you did talk about that a few <laughs> moments ago. And you know something that is so interesting to me that I was thinking about? This is super random. It has really nothing to do. I'm trying to find a segue here that really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But something that does have a lot of feeling that is so interesting to me yeah. is I was thinking about how much power the middle finger has. Yeah. Why the fuck when someone goes like this, mm-hmm. we're all, oh, oh shit. Oh, yep. he's, I'm going to fucking that guy fingered me. Mm-hmm. Who, 
why? And I'm, I'm not speaking, I'm speaking from personal experience. I don't like if someone fingers me when I'm driving past them, you know, yeah, this, look at this. For our Patreon this users, got, we're fingering each other right now. Yeah, we're fingering <gasps> well, each other. Well, we're not fingering each other. That well, sounds not, gross. Not inside. No. Yeah, not, we're not sort of yeah. going in, but we're, but in the air. And I just think that's so interesting to me as to why we allow these things or like the word fuck or fuck you. Why yeah. it's like, Oh, that, why you can't say that to me. It's yeah. just a fucking word. I know. Isn't it, that interesting? It is. It is. I've, I've thought about that a lot. You know, like I think you can say fuck now on TV as long as it's not like, as long as it's not derogatory, as long as it's not like, fuck you. I think it's like, Oh my God, what's that? This fucking beautiful Shania. <laughs> Shania, that's that dress fucking is beautiful. fucking beautiful. Yeah. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. So, so I think it's okay to do that now. I, I don't have TV, so I don't know. But I've been hearing it fuck anyways because it's all on the streaming channels. You can yeah. say whatever you want. We've come a long way. I also love, it's not really the same, but it is full frontal nudity on men. It's everywhere now oh. in TV show like Euphoria. I think we've talked about that before. So much penis. I love seeing a nice penis in a show. You know, it's a really interesting <laughs> thing to think about. Like even as a parent though, where it's like, why are we hiding that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we not want them to see a penis? Because they might get, they might have feelings or they might think about, you know, sex, I guess, or whatever, I guess. But at the same time, we need to like, I feel like maybe the more we do show that stuff, the more normalized it's all going to be. It's just the human body. This is, I fully agree with that. Yeah. So, but it is interesting at the same time. It's like, I don't know. Cause even with my nephew, sometimes I'm like, uh, mm, okay. They keep pulling each other's fucking pants down recently. <laughs> Your I'm like, stop. Yes. I'm like, stop <laughs> fucking. Pull- I told you. And I always say, I'm like, what, what does auntie always say? I always say your private parts, including your bum are your own, mm-hmm. not anybody else's. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> ripping each other's shit down. God. See their little dinks. They, they better stop that. Like when they pull the pants down, they're like, do you see things? I've seen their, um, p- please, are you kidding me? I've seen their dinkles a thousand, mm-hmm. yes, all the time. I see their butts and their dinks more than I see fucking anything. <laughs> well, yeah, you're Auntie Amy. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's different ways that, um, you know, summer started. Um, maybe the actual first day of summer. That's a good one. Um, whenever you, <laughs> you know, whatever uh, school's out, you might say. But there's also another way that I know that summers began. Big Brother USA starts. Oh, fuck. To me, the official start of summer, Julie Chen, but first, her catchphrase, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it started last week, and I'm in heaven. I mean, I just yeah. love it's three times a week. My three yeah. favorite days of the week. I love it. 16 new house gets, you know, a couple hotties always that I get to look at. Um, the Bachelorette is back, and there's two of them this time. How are they going to oh. do that? How are they going to do that? Oh my what if God. they like the same guy? What if they like the same guy? Oh well, that's, God. I guess that's the, yeah. some producer was like, what if they like the same guy? Yeah. Batch and then Nation. they were like, that's yeah. it. Batch, Bachelor Nation in the Bachelor house Nation Everybody's <laughs> going to have Are you going to watch it? Um, of course. Because I found like, it's funny the last, since May, when everything ends, June has nothing on TV. I come home from work. I like to watch something or I come home yeah. from my day. I like to watch something, you know, have a yeah. wine, make my chicken and watch one of my reality trash shows. But <laughs> There's nothing on in June. Speaking of TV, film, and hating everything, mm-hmm. you know, I hate everything. I know. Well, of course. It's your thing. Yeah. It's my thing. I hate everything and everyone. <laughs> I fucking hate studio audiences. Why? I hate them. I am so embarrassed every time. Every time anyone does anything. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Or like, everyone just wants to be on camera everyone's feeding into this vibe of being this fucking cringeworthy studio audience. Everyone's always clapping at those stupidest times. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I got a new car, like a, a celebrity comes on and says like, yeah, I got a new car. And then the whole audience is like, yeah, <laughs> Whoa! like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. It's so over the you top. don't care. It's so fake. God, it's just so feeds it or like when Oprah was giving things away or Tyra or mm. anyone gives anything away. It's like <sighs> <laughs> just like fucking SNL when they yeah, did, yeah. they nailed it when the when remember Amy her head Poehler's head or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's a classic that we love. Yeah, but like they did it well. Where it's like I don't know. It just makes me feel like also it makes me feel sad, mm-hmm. cringe, 
and mad. No, I get it. It's, they're okay. terrible. And because, you know, they go to the audience and like, okay, let's do that one more time. Bigger reaction this time, guys. Yes. And then oh. everyone's like, <laughs> I know you did a voice a second ago that reminded me of your uh, piss girl voice. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, Ryan and Amy show, we, some, once in a while, we like to um, dub scenes and, uh, you know, redo the audio. And we did one last week from Baywatch. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go because <laughs> it's some of, it's some of Amy's finest work. Amy, can you give us a little sneak peek? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> Amy will do this. And then I worked the other day at the bar and all day I just kept saying to everyone there, fuck me, fuck me, come on, come on, come on, come on. All my coworkers and they just looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, fuck me. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Say it one more time. Fuck you know, me. Fuck me. <laughs> you know, we really do a lot of things just for us. I know. But and we're okay with that. You should have seen too before we like uploaded it to Instagram. Maybe it was like pissing herself, and we're like, "Here we go. Let's I, let's try this." <laughs> I was crying, and if you look at the views, it's just it's probably seventy five percent me, and fucking rest is fifteen percent me, and then ten percent, you know, our loyal fans. I always love that when we do drop something like that, where it's like. I know that the comments or people that do talk about videos like that mm-hmm. are the ones. Yeah. Those are the ones that I'm like. <sighs> You're a friend. We're the, you're our friend. Mm. You're our friend. We should get to our guests. Yeah, okay. Our guest today is an actor, an ex-professional volleyball player, a Hallmark movie hunk, a giant Canucks fan, and most famously got kicked out of the Canadian rock band Nickelback in 1997 when he slept with lead singer Chad Kroger's mom. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It's Dan Bain. I tried to keep that quiet. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Did Chad tell you? douchebag yeah he did he did and also um i also slept with chad kroger's mom and she told me oh wow yeah it was a big we had a huge blowout because you know like i don't want i don't want to know what kind of dicks have been in there (laughs) um no you don't no i don't want to get a blowout dan we don't want to know if you finished or not jesus christ (laughs) um how you doing honey thank you so much for being on here Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm I'm doing okay, you know, riding the roller coaster up and yep. down, back around. Yeah. Love it. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was very truthful. <laughs> like, yeah, usually, me too. Yeah, usually people are like, yeah, I'm doing really good. But you're like riding the roller. I'm riding. We're riding roller coasters too. <laughs> but I, I don't know how to be anything. Uh, I'm really trying to be, I mean, I'm going to be an idiot. I like to be authentic. So when somebody asks me that question, I don't like the like, yeah, it's all solid, man. Loving it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Love it. Love it. Well, let's kick this off. Please tell our listeners out there who you are and what you do. Who I am. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Dan Payne. I'm just uh, a guy who is very happy to be a father of two incredible boys. Uh, I get to do a job, a profession I absolutely adore as an actor for a very long time. And it followed on from being an athlete, which was that seemed to be the doors that opened up most when I was young. And I'm uh, stumbling, fumbling through life, trying to um, keep my mental health going, my physical health going. I'm looking for the positive. How about that? I'm looking for the positive all the time now. That's what I am. Awesome. Dan and I met on the set of Mighty Ducks, um, Game Changers. We were both parents. Uh, we played parents on the show. Mm-hmm. And Dan and I, if I may say so, Dan, I loved you so much. As soon as we started talking, I was like, this is how Dan talks. Like Dan is just, <laughs> I don't know how long it took you to get here or if you've just always been this way, but it was just an, an immediate click because I like that too. Like I just like just being real. We just had really cool conversation and you were lovely. And I mean, normal is a terrible word, but just like a good regular great, nice, real person. Mm-hmm. So um, that's very kind of you to say, but Amy, same thing. And I think it's an energy that I can, I finally feel like I'm attuned to in life where I meet people and I go, Oh my God, you, we're on the same. I don't want to get too woo woo, but we're, we're vibing on the same wavelength or whatever. I just fell in love with you immediately. I think you're an incredible person. And I felt Aww. comfortable and confident to talk to you in any way, shape or form. And I just, there was an immediate innate trust, which I love. I love that. That's, I love meeting people that way. I don't have enough time for bullshit so yes we we, we've been talking about this recently where it's like we've reached this point in our lives where we have this amazing like ability and like energy to only give to people that we really want to give it to and we've finally been able to sort of like take control over that and be like no i don't want to hang out with you or no i don't really want to do that because i don't want to share my energy there i I only have so much and here's who i want to share it with Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish I could have figured that out a lot younger, but it is nice to, to be here now. You mentioned that you were um, a former athlete, and we know that you played professionally as well, volleyball. Mm-hmm. And you're a very strong man. And how tall are you? 
shrinking six, five. When I played, I'm closer to six, four now. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, um, which question really, really, um, deep question mm-hmm. here. Do you think if you spiked a volleyball hard enough at our heads, you could kill us? No. Oh, come oh, on, come Dan. Dan. I mean, if, if your head was maybe twisted at the, just the right and it kind of yeah. somehow, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mostly I think we're just talking concussion. Okay. Um, it's kind of our fetish. Yeah. It's our fetish. Different ways to die. Yeah. We'll no, just... we want to be spiked down by you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, we used to we used to clock our our spikes, and it was up around 110 miles an hour, I believe. So there's oh. a chance. I'm going to say there's a chance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to die by Dan Payne. Yeah, how did how did he how did he die? Oh yeah, Dan Payne mm. spiked his head to death. Yeah, he paid, gave us some pain. Yeah. But if you say spiked, they're going to assume it was like a drink and a poison. So oh. we'll have to elaborate, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, he took he a volleyball. Us. Yeah, and then he like showed off his vert and he smoked it down. His vert. <laughs> his vert what's, what's is your, like his my jump. hops. Oh, yeah, his hops. My hops. My hops. Yeah, which. I've retired those. I can barely jump over my big toe. Listen, you start in a film called Mulligans, where you played a closeted father who falls in love with his son's friend. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about what sort of the whole thing, the, what the audition was like, and then ultimately getting the role and, and filming it? And had you ever done anything like that before as a, a, a heterosexual man? No. So you touch on one of my favorite projects of all time. I am, it kind of kicked things off in a lot of ways for me. And I'm still most proud. Like if people ask you, what are your three favorite projects? It always will be in there uh, because it was kind of first. And I got to go to a cold reading series they have in Vancouver a long, long time ago. And uh, Charlie David, I think he asked me if I would read that character for the cold read at the table read. And I read it and I fell in love with the story because there was, it was such an incredible arc with so many different elements that I hadn't encounter before where like just the, the, the desire to find love and authentic self. That's a journey that I've been on since the beginning of that. I can remember is trying to find my authentic self just to be and live truly in my authentic self. And this was a story about a man trying to do that. And I fell in love with that whole concept and the struggles and the, and the fear of hurting others and, and trying to find love and definitions and truth for love and what it means for everybody around you. And two years after that cold read, Charlie reached out and said, Hey, we're going to make this movie. Would you be willing to be Nathan in the, in the movie? And I was, I hadn't done a lot in that, to that capacity, like a lead in a, in a feature length. And uh, I was excited about just career wise to be able to get that much of a challenge that bite off that much of a, a character in a role, but to tell that story specifically with that integrity and that, that authenticity and to know that when Charlie had talked to me, he said, there isn't a lot in this space uh, with the production value and story content level uh, that that he wanted to put out. Like it was more, he said that, I, th- I remember back in the day, he kind of said it always fell towards more of the soft, eros, erotic kind of version of stuff versus a true s- storytelling about struggle and love and, and authentic, trying to find your authentic self and live in your truth and all these things. And so for me, that was just an incredible, like, meta experience trying to live in my own authentic self one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then be able to tell that story through that character. I don't, am I rambling? I'm going pretty no, hard. Oh, it's no. good. I'm like so mesmerized. Yeah, like, that was around 15 years ago, I want to say too. So I don't think it was not ahead of its time, but for that time, it was not that common to have those stories told like it is now. No, I think you're dead. Like absolutely right. Charlie was saying that this was the kind of content that wasn't prevalent yet in that space. 
and that it was hoping to set the bar to make it possible to tell those kinds of stories without any kind of needing to put in a bunch of nudity and stuff to get people's eyes on or deny parts of the story to get it in what would have been more mainstream 15 years ago. So I thought it was really cool to have that kind of a story told to that caliber mm-hmm. and that content. So I was excited to be a part of it. Wow. In that film, it ends with your character driving off into the sunset, looking, I'm assuming, to find some answers shortly after coming out of the closet. Was there ever talks of a sequel? Mulligan's 2, Dad Fucks the City, Dad Becomes a Go-Go Dancer. <laughs> like, his, where, where, did he, where, where did his story go? Dad takes prep. Yeah. Dad gets a twink, you know what I mean? Dad like, gets gang-banged <laughs> by, like, Dad leather. Gets, Dad gets gang-banged by, like, a leather, like, leather daddy gang. Mm-hmm. Was there ever talks of that? Yeah. <laughs> Element? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, we'll move on. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> no, but it's one of the biggest questions I got on on social media. Like all the direct messages and a lot of the conversation was, can there, will there be? Please let there be uh, a sequel. When they asked that question, I had the same. I was like, I. I don't know no. <laughs> whether or not he wants to rollerblade naked in a pride parade or like 69 with a man for the first time. I love it's, the word gangbang too, by too, the way. It's by a leather great daddies. Word. He might <laughs> say it all day. We don't know. We don't know. Um, Dan. GB. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. GB, yeah. GB. Dan. No, that came too natural for you. I was in a GB last sorry. night. A gangbang? Yeah. What was it like? I don't I, It wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. No. <laughs> Did you wait it out or yeah. like? No, I, I left. You left. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Sorry. That was a really uncool question. I, I, I waited out. went out the window. What? Yeah. They locked it. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Dan, Hi. you have recently been speaking out, um, I know, on different platforms about your experience with mental health and experience with depression. And um, I just, you know, think that's amazing, obviously, for so many reasons. Um, one, because you're a human talking about it. B, because you are uh, identify as a man. And C, because unfortunately, our society looks at, you know, sort of people like you as well, where it's like, I don't know, I, f- I feel like sometimes depression has like a poster face um, for whatever reason, but that it truly obviously affects everybody of every shape, size, race, uh, sexual orientation, age, whatever. But for somebody like you, who someone might look at through a window and go, wow, he's fucking good looking. Wow. He's got an amazing resume. Wow. His wife is stunning and he's got a beautiful family and you know, all these things. Um, I guess, yeah. I just want to know what it's been like for you to sort of start speaking about that, speaking out about it. And why now? Uh, well, so thank you. A lot of a lot of stuff there to say thank you for. And then we'll try and unpack because I, I might have missed a few questions, but there's a stigma around mental health and depression and all that. And there is a because of that stigma, there is an automatic image that we just as society have decided that's what depression is. And you can't look a certain way and be depressed at the same time, or you look a certain way, you probably are depressed. Like it's so many societal stigma bullshit things attached to it that it's unfortunate. So part of why I'm talking about is to try and break down that stigma. The second thing is depression doesn't give a crap how much you make, what you look like, who you hang with, or what your color, creed, religion, sexual orientation, or whatever. It has, it just doesn't give a shit. And um, I've been struggling for a very, very long time. So I patterned myself at a young age to fall into this sort of negative recycle that created this lack of self-worth uh, and inability to see any positivity in self-image or or position in the world. And it perpetuated itself because, you know, whatever you look for most in the world, you're going to find. And I created this programming that forever informed my world. Um, and the reason why I'm sp- speaking out about it now is a few years ago, I got to the darkest uh, place that you'd ever want to get to where you're, you're on the verge, you're thinking about checking out um, and you get to the point where you, you might. And I was at that very like last stage. And I, instead of doing it, I scared the, it scared the shit out of myself to have made that last thought, um, possible last thought ever. It it scared me. And it scared me to the point where, I mean, I had a a pretty huge breakdown, um, a lot of tears and, and, and sitting by, by the roadside trying to figure out what the hell was uh, just happened and what, what I'm going to do and where I'm going and what's going on. But as that processing went through, I could, couldn't stop about thinking about my kids and I couldn't stop thinking about the things that I need to, to honor regardless of whatever lack of self-worth I feel I have obligations. And those were the first foundations of not following through. But I thought 
And so my kids, but I thought my wife, I always think that my depression leads me to believe that anything good is always on the verge of leaving. My wife's incredible, but I'm always, I, I would wake up every morning wondering if there'd be a note on the pillow, just saying, you suck, I'm out. I mean, obviously a lot longer and more romantic, but <laughs> you suck, you suck, you suck, I'm out. But uh, Cole's notes version would be that. And uh, and when I woke up and she was there, I just kind of like, oh, thank God, another day to try and earn my spot to stay here. And that's a shitty, exhausting existence. But I thought I can't do that anymore because I got so tired and exhausted and mentally and physically and emotionally that I got to this place. So I'm going to take a chance and tell her. And I'm pretty sure she's gone. Like, I'm going to say, hey, I'm a depressed ball of shit that I don't know why you're even here for. And I get it. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I've all the shit I've put you through. But I get I'm 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 by and, you know, and she doubled down. But the biggest and most scary thing in the world was to tell her because that was the first step. And when I told her and she doubled down, I thought, oh my God, there's a beacon of light in this dark shit cloud that I've created to live in. It kind of gave a sense of, for lack of a better word, hope. And in my mind, as I've been growing and trying to learn and live more in my authentic self, I want everyone to know that if you reach out, if you have it, if you can find the strength, courage in that moment to ask for help, to say you're not okay, that there will be some beacon of light, your mom, your dad, your sister, your best friend, an ex-lover. I don't give a shit who it is. I, I wholeheartedly believe that there's somebody out there who will be like, hey, man, let's chat. Let's talk. And mm -hmm. if you talk long enough, you can get perspective. And, and it's always comes down for me to perspective. The toaster won't work. It's not because I'm a shitty human being. It's because the friggin' toaster sucks. And I can get a new toaster. I don't have to go and wallow in my own self-pity because I don't deserve good toast. Does that make sense? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. It does. As soon as you said that you, you know, you talked to your partner and it felt like there was like a, a bit of a shift. Um, Cause I can relate to that as a human being. Like you can't carry things. Don't carry things alone. Like the power of telling somebody or asking for help, like you said, anyone and, and the power of therapy, like, which is something that I go and do. And I have a therapist and not living alone in my head with certain things or certain thoughts or feelings or things that have happened or whatever. Um, sometimes just saying it is like, that is the first um, step to a different road or like for a, sure. a gate opening, you know? Absolutely. Cause if your perception, if you're living in your own head in that own space, is pre-programmed to the negative, to the dark, to the not good. That pre-programming will forever take the perception of whatever it is. You feel, and you feel if you isolate it to your own head, you're only ever going to see the dark side of that thing. That that's your perception. You're programmed. You have programmed, or some PTSD moment has created this situation mm -hmm. where you are perceiving everything through this filter of "ugh, shit, I suck," whatever it is. And to say it out loud, you're going to gain a new perspective. And if yeah. you say it to somebody that you care about, that perspective might give you enough clarity or, or beacon of light in that darkness to go, hang on, maybe there is an option. And it's a, it's a new muscle and it's going to be a new programming and it takes time. I'm, I still have horrendously bad days, mm -hmm. but the beauty of it is now I feel confident enough to tell my wife, you know, I'll just text my wife saying, Hey, honey, I'm, I'm, I'm in a th really shitty thought spiral and I'm struggling. I can't seem to pull up. And I'm really sorry. If I come home, I'm distracted, detached or grumpy in some way, it's because I've got this thing going on and I don't know how to get out of it yet. Mm -hmm. But the recognition and awareness, like awareness is a really cool first kind of stage for me is to go, why am I thinking that the world's crashing? Why am I thinking I don't deserve anything and the world's crashing right now? There's no reason. I'm driving to get some groceries or whatever it happens to be. And it doesn't, the world is not collapsing, but everything in my mind tells me that I'm going to get home and my, like, honestly, you're going to be like, what the hell's wrong with you? But <laughs> I will think that I'm going to get a call from the school that my kid got his leg cut off and that I'll, but I'll get home and I'll have to do it alone. Cause my wife's finally left me. Cause she figured out that I'm a piece of shit. Right. Like it's just, and I'm like, Whoa, and this and crash. And so I'll have these thoughts. And then now instead of just living in them and holding them in my own little, you know, bubble and letting that filter create the dynamic I live in, mm -hmm. I go, wait, what? That doesn't seem right. I now, because of my ability to have said something through this from the darkest moment, which is why I don't want anyone to get there. Like if you can find a way to get there and say something, I can go, Hey babe, I don't know what the hell. And she'd be like, it's okay. I'm here. There's no fixing it. Mm -hmm. Like the other partner I got asked on a, on an interview, like, what can your, what can a partner do for somebody who's struggling with depression? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you for sure. Shit. Don't offer how to fix it. Just smile or just have a good day or think about positive things <laughs> that might make them want to punch you in the face or drive the car off the edge. Right? Like it, it's yeah. a really, I know I, I'm being a bit, over dramatic, but it's a very difficult thing. 
but my wife, whether by fluke accident or just intuitive brilliance said, Hey, I hear you. And I'm here. Meaning if you want to talk, let's talk. If you want me to, I don't know, leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. Like it's just, it was just beautiful. Cause it's about figuring that space out for yourself. You got to figure out your space. Oh yeah. And, and like when you're crowded in the dark, you have no space. It's just darkness. Yeah. If you start to earn your own space back, start going, Oh, I can breathe. Oh, I can think. And there's this, I mean, I'm throwing everything at you right now. Are you, are okay no, it's good. We're listening. I'm like, so it's this also the power of once you are brave enough to be honest and open and, and use, you have a platform that you are using, you're being asked to do interviews and it's so powerful and so relatable. And I, I, yeah, I, it's, it's a good lesson for me too, to continue to share because I think it's so powerful to be able to not feel alone like this. And and I, I can relate to, I'm in a partnership with Jenny who I've talked about a million times. Usually it's really terrible things. Mm, um, no, but she is, a, she's my first partner. We've been, been together for almost 10 years and she's the first partner I've ever been able to say um, recently. I've been better with it, but Hey, I'm having anxiety right now. There's no reason. Um, nothing has happened, but I am just like fully having it. And I just need you to know that. And I, it's the first time someone has said to me, okay, thank you for telling me. Like, I'm I, like, I understand. And you, I'm, I'm here. Exactly. Same thing. Just like, okay, thank you. And it doesn't make you feel like a piece of shit. Doesn't make you feel like a weirdo. Isn't annoyed by it. It's just like, okay, I, I don't get that, but I'm understanding that you do. And it's scary as hell. The first time you ask for help or admit that you're not okay is mm-hmm. literally the, and I've done some crazy shit in my life. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. And guess what? Also, just speaking of men, men, if women around you can't handle the fact that you're a fucking human being, get rid of them because there are other people that will be in your life, whatever you're attracted to, um, that will accept and understand and help you. So that's what I want to say to those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move along. Okay. This was really beautiful. <laughs> My God, I don't know if we've ever gotten this deep on this pod. We keep just getting deeper and yeah, deeper. We're, really diving. we're not like this. No. All right. Gonna... Should we just get naked and like... Just... Yes, yes or something? I would like that. Yeah, now. we'd like you to. Anyways, um, okay, next question. We're shifting gears a bit here. <laughs> um, we really respect you as an actor, and we're honestly in awe of some of your performances. For our personal joy, would you please give us a dramatic monologue about the different items on the McDonald's menu? Go. Big Mac. <laughs> small, small fries. Uh, seven up. <laughs> How's that? Yeah! <laughs> oh, wow. Look how quickly he transitioned. I know. Seven up. Seven I up. Like and when he went up like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, that's why he's an, also an acting coach. Did you know that? I did know that. And, yeah. and he, so you do that, you pick the thing, and mm-hmm. he did it, and he moved forward. Wow. Okay. Um, right before we get to our next segment, which is rapid fire questions, moving oh. right along, what's, what's next for you, my honey? What's going on with you? Uh, a few irons in the fire. So after I did, uh, if I can promote, Please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, handsome. I had the big bucket list thing of working with Bruce Willis and Michael Rooker uh, on a big Tubi feature, Fox Tubi feature called Corrective Measures. And I got to meet and work with Sean Patrick O'Reilly, who runs the Arcana Studio, who is an incredibly intelligent and fantastic human being and so collaborative and supportive. I am trying to find a way to work with him as a producer to create content, things that I've written that uh, I'm bringing to him that he's interested in a couple of them already, which is exciting for me. So oh. that's one iron. Field offers, if there are any out there. Uh, nope. No, we don't have okay. anything. So no, no, sorry. No, All right. No. Um, so maybe not as much. Uh, and then keep writing. I've got a script that I'm writing with a friend out of Florida, which we are excited about. Wow. wow. Good for you. Okay, bragger. Crossing into the creative part. Trying cool. to make... Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, now that you're so much better than us, um, we're going to ask you rapid fire questions. And I'll fail miserably. <laughs> And go. Best Disney cartoon. Fantasia. Is Barbara Walters still alive? Doubt it. No, she is. She is. Shower or bath? Shower. Who played the cool mom in Mean Girls? Amy Bowler. What was your first job? McDonald's. No, Aaron W. A&W. Seven Burgers A&W. Greek mythology. Name all seven Greek gods. Uh, Too late. What is a flashlight? It's a sex toy that you, for men, and you... Keep going. It's a hand. Jer- it's, a, jer- it's a jerk off tool. It's a what if I want to finger it? Why does that have to be for men? What if I want to put my fingers in it? Mm, sure. Moving on. Who runs the world? 
Elon Musk. Girls. Girls. Oh, oh, oh my girls. God. Do you pee in the shower? Yeah. What is your favorite podcast? Uh, the poor little thing. Yeah. Right. You did it. You did Holy okay. shit. How much anxiety do you have? None, but I filled that diaper I was telling you about. <laughs> he did Aww. actually, before we started filming, he let us know that he did oh. wear a preemptive diaper in case he sharted, as yeah. he said. Well, we do. We recommend that to all of our guests. Now. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. pressure. Yeah, Dan does also have an open, as much as he's open about his mental health, mm -hmm. he also is open about his sharding problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's Anyways. Funny. Okay, so. Sharing is caring. Yep. You don't get to talk. We just get to tell you yeah. that you have a sharding problem. <laughs> you do not get to follow up with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, now we're getting on to one of our favorite parts of the episode, which is our PLT, PLT stories. Okay, so I'm in high school. I want to say I'm like in grade 11 or 12. I have finally like a little a little group. You know what I mean? Like there's like five girls, five guys, and a couple of us are dating each other. But we're all... It's like the first time in my whole life where I've had like a clique. Is that what you say, maybe? Sure, you're yeah. a clique. I mean, I'm, I'm in like, yeah, I said, we hang out after school. We watch Ricky Lake and oh. like we go to each other's houses. And it was just, you know, it was my little group and, and stuff like that. So I got to stop saying that and stuff, stuff like that. that. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. <laughs> Anyway, um, so it's one day we're eating lunch and we're just sitting in the hallway because that's what we wanted to do that day. And one of my friends, Tracy, she came and sat down and okay, I didn't know what they were. So the thing I'm about to say is not very nice, but she sits down and it's maybe, you know, spring or summer near the end of the year. And she's wearing really short shorts and she sits down and I go, whoa, Tracy, nice stretch marks. And she like, she just takes her food and like has a moment and then stands up and walks away. And I think my friend Kendra was like, Ryan, why would you say that? And I was like, I, I don't know. Are stretch marks bad things? Like, oh. I didn't know how you got them. I didn't know that they were from, I guess, gaining weight or maturing or puberty. Like, I really was. I'm, or muscle mass. Or muscle mass or anything. I didn't know that they could be interpreted as a bad thing basically. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a poor little thing obviously here, but just like, that's me in life. A lot of the time that just don't get it. And <laughs> I, I had, I by no means meant any harm. I was just trying to be a little funny guy, which is what I've been doing my whole life. And I just saw these stretch marks under like, and I said it. And, and then I, then I was schooled by my friends and I was told, yeah. Oh, yeah, I cannot ask that question ever again. And stretch marks are usually from the reasons that we just uh, mentioned, but I had to find Tracy and I had to apologize and say that I didn't know what really stretch marks were and that I would would be I would never be mean to her again. Oh my god, yeah. I am mad at you. I, I could tell oh. I was like that story. Amy just stared at me and I was oh. like, <laughs> she did. She did. I was like 17. I didn't know. I didn't blink. Because you know why? When I was in high school, I very early developed these like little pockets on the sides of my hips, like these little like I call them like little like fat pockets. They like for some reason on my hips I always had them. And then they developed stretch marks very early and they were like mm. white little lightning bolts and no one else had them and i was really insecure about that yeah so why would you say that to her i didn't know what they were and, right. and then in, in good Look karma in good <laughs> karma i ended up getting a bunch of them okay yeah all right well you are a plt oh my god at least you got them back yeah the universe is wicked and she will rain her head well because i had cancer and then i had to go through chemotherapy and i gained 20 pounds in a month and that's how i got my stretch marks okay I, I you can't just throw that out well, i have to i have what? to redeem myself a little bit yeah you just told i just basically told you that the universe gave you cancer because yeah. you because you told Girl, that she had yeah. that stretch mark. Mm -hmm. Ryan, there's your there's your PLT moment. Yes. Ryan, you fucking you did you came back at me and that was not okay. You supposed to you were supposed to own your PLT. Hey, hey I, I do I do own it, but I'm just saying I got punished eventually. Well, okay, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> it's my turn. I think you just had your turn. Oh, no, yeah, it is. I am a PLT. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, uh, can I tell my story now? <laughs> Sorry that I said that. Okay. <sighs> okay. The year is 2002. Mm -hmm. And um, I am playing volleyball. I thought I'd bring up a volleyball story for our guest. So um, I'm playing volleyball. I, I, I played volleyball in college, but I peaked in high school with my level. I was pretty good. I was like one of the, the better players in our region. And I was a power hitter and I went to high school at a school that was like very sports driven. And then we always had a rival school 
And um, it was Hansworth. Hansworth was our rival school. They were very good at sports. We, it was always us against them in basketball and always us against them, uh, men's and women's team, vo- volleyball. Volleyball, men's and women. Anyways, sorry, let me rephrase that. We never had a volleyball team. Okay, whatever. Hansworth is <laughs> our rival, okay? And on the other team was Felicity and Kelly. And they were part of our friend group. Um, even though we didn't go to the same school, we were very tight. And actually, Felicity left my school to go to Hansworth her senior year because we got kicked off the basketball team because of something that I said. And then her dad pulled her out of school and made her go to Hansworth. That's another PLT That's another story. PLT story. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I've got a lot of them, honey. Well, I've got a lot of this. I've got enough to last this lifetime. Yeah. Anyways, we're rivals, okay? And this is the final game. And we have it. It's a home game. So we packed the gym. Okay. I'm starting. We're playing against them. We have to win this. There's like, it's huge. Their school's there. Our school's there. Everybody knows it. And like (sighs) Kelly is quite tall. Kelly's like six feet at this point, I think. And we're in grade 12 and Felicity is like 5'11". We're grade 12. Anyways, we're like, we're going to fucking win this shit. And everyone knows. And I'm so like, it's like spike for spike. I'm like, bam, Bam, they're like, bam, back again. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, and I'm getting like really frustrated. And all of a sudden it's fucking match point. And I'm like, we're like, we're going to win this. Like everyone knows I'm like laughing at the other team. It's getting really like sort of heated under the net. Like we're saying things, you know, behind the referee's back. And like even Kelly and Felicity and I are like, fuck you. You're kind. You're kind. And then all of a sudden I'm like, let's do this. And I back up. I'm like, I'm, I'm up at the power position, but I'm like back into the back row because, you know, they spike it down. Kelly gets up. She's a left-handed power hitter and she's outside. She wails up like this and she goes, smokes it. And in front of the entire gym at match point, my little silly string arms are out waiting to like receive it. And she fucking packs me in the face, in the face, in front of the entire school. And it goes, And then I smash back down to the ground and smoke my head on the, on the gymnasium floor. And then that was that. And, and, then, and then Kelly looked at me. I'll never forget this. She goes, and she should have, right? Cause we were like going back and forth. She fucking packed me. And then she goes, yeah, <laughs> me right in the fucking face. I'm like, I, I wasn't bleeding, but I should have been. I think I had all sorts of internal bleeding all in my face and head. And I, um, Never lived it down. They were the champions in front of the entire school. And the match point was blasting me in the fucking head. Isn't that awful? Yeah, it explains a lot of why you are the way you are today. What's that? (laughs) Why does it? (laughs) Because you got hit in the head real bad. Understood. (laughs) Double hit. Face and then floor. And then the floor. So that's why I'm so fucked up. I am a PLT. PLT. (laughs) Okay, Dan, what's up? All right. Uh, Mine actually is also... A volleyball-related story. Oh, I had one. I should have said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So I had graduated university, and I had taken off uh, to Australia. Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Dan, so are I you just, here? I just went to commercial. Went to oh, commercial. that's right. No worries. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Yes. Uh, so I'd left away. I left the country. I'd finished university, and I'd gone away to play in Holland. So I was in Holland, duh, and I'd gone away to play... <laughs> play in Holland. And I came back. So we have a tournament at the university uh, called the Dino Cup. The TSN used to cover it. And we'd have the two best teams from uh, the US versus us and whatever other best team in Canada. It was a four team thing. And it was covered by TSN. Pretty cool. Uh, I had burned myself. I was in an explosion when I was in my third year, fourth year. And I had to wear special garments, had to get permission and all stuff. So TSN did a, a thing on it. And I got a lot of accolades and it was all cool. And it helped me stay hidden in my depression. But that's not the point. I then went away and came back. And now I come back as an alumni who's had some success. And I had a little bit of notoriety for being the kid who survived Burns and came back to play volleyball in the Dino Cup that was covered by TSN. And I was sitting in the crowd and the announcers happened to spot me in the crowd. And I still am pretty shy, pretty insecure. And they said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you all to welcome back an alumni who's playing over in Europe, who da, 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 Dan Payne. I'm like, oh God, that's, that's me. And they're like, now, Dan, let everybody wave and say, so I'm kind of doing the shy guy wave and trying to keep my, you know, under wraps. But in my mind, I'm like, well, mate, this might make me cool. This and like the guys might think I'm cool. Girls might think I'm you know, not that bad. Me and I'm hoping like, you know, but my heart's going and the announcer goes, come on, Dan, stand up. Let everybody know where you are. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I stand up and I do the wave and everything's cool. And the cameras are on me and I sit back down. There's no chair. 
<laughs> oh my god. The pro athlete gone to Europe, ex Dino uh, <laughs> Cup star, straight down, crumpled in, and I'm a giant, so I'm pretzeled in there, and it's hard for me to get up, and I've got scrapes on my back, and I can't oh. get out of the chair. And I'm looking like I need help and a helmet. And uh, oh my God, just erupted in laughter and stuff. And I was like, I meant to do it. You know? Yeah. And I put the chair back down and I'm trying to be funny. It's like, oh, they, they flapped, they flapped down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And, and that if, thank God it was so long ago, they don't have cell phones and memes. Oh, well, yeah. Cause I would have been this, I would have been ripped to shreds as a meme of, ridiculousness oh my god so i don't understand sorry you, with the chair what you were sitting in it before or no yeah then it flipped oh, it I was sitting in it up. you stand up I, they fold up right they're bleacher university slide out bleacher chairs so they all have to fold up and crash uh, down and go yes. into this i guess i always take a second longer <laughs> maybe you got packed in the head okay <laughs> maybe i did um dan <laughs> different that is story yeah fucking mm. hilarious and also it is the why is it the most embarrassing ever? I feel like the two most embarrassing things ever are when you get smoked in the head by something like in front of somebody, like in dodgeball or whatever, or when you fall, or when you talk about someone's stretch marks, or when you fall. But for real, when someone pulls the chair, like it's never a good idea to pull a chair out from somebody. It is so, it just doesn't, it makes you feel so sad. Doesn't it? I, I wanted to, I wanted to shrink into the chair and yes. disappear. I was, cause I was young and insecure and, you know, I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll try and take a little piece of the moment. Wow. Every time I go to sit down in a class, somebody be like, careful pain, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> pain. Well, Dan, yeah. you are up. PLT. Jesus Christ. Fuck. You poor little thing. Can I just ask, was that a decent PLT? That was, that was amazing. Okay. PLT. And it's the first of its kind. No one's talked about how like that is a totally a PLT story because mm -hmm. I feel like no matter who you are, no matter who I dare anyone to tell me that if that has happened to them, like a chair pulled out or they fell off their chair or whatever, mm -hmm. that they just didn't want to die in a yeah. crowd. Yeah. In a crowd. Oh my God. I don't even know what I would have done at that age. Like you said, Fucking pain. Yeah. Pain. Fucking pain. <laughs> Fucking pain. Fucking nice work, painter. Fuck. <laughs> Sit much, bitch. <laughs> painter. Okay. Didn't you ride the pinch for three years? You should know how to sit down. <laughs> All, right. Okay. All right, painter, we got a question for you. Painter, <laughs> would you rather be killed by Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers? Hands down, Michael Myers. I could have done this in the fast round because there's, listen, I don't sleep well anyway. Now I don't need some melty faced motherfucker coming into my dreams <laughs> yeah. and making a mess of things and then killing me from inside something that's already a struggle. So let's just get the sledgehammer done by Michael Myers and call it a day. Yeah, right. I get it. Amy? Um, 100% Michael Myers. When I was younger, I had a very strong fear of um, Freddy Krueger coming through the toilet mm -hmm. and oh. coming up it, and like, sucking me back down. Yeah. It was very vivid and I couldn't pee very well for a very long time. I just stare into the bowl every time. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't even read the shampoo bottle. You know, we yeah, did back yeah. then we didn't have cell phones. When you went to the bathroom, you grab the shampoo bottle. That's funny. That's true. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> you read the shit on thing. Oh my God. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Freddy Krueger. Like I love all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies growing up. I I didn't like the reboot. No one did, but I love 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 them. I've seen them all. Every every uh, uh, Halloween, I'll usually watch a bunch of them just for fun. So mine would be Freddy Krueger, <gasps> knowing knowing that the death will be more painful. But what an honor it would be because as the films went on, the deaths got campier and campier and more elaborate. Like he'd come out of the TV, or like one girl, he just sucked all her life out of her, and then she died. So what would he do to me? Oh my God, that excites you? Yeah, it's an honor. He's going to go into your toilet bowl. Come and on, suck Kruger. You down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> suck Come me on, down, Kruger. Kruger. Suck me down. Yeah. One of the best ones, too, is that there was this guy and he was in his waterbed and I had a waterbed growing up. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And, and then there was a girl like, that he loved this girl and her, like, she was like a pinup model on the poster. And suddenly she wasn't on the poster and he put the sheets off of his waterbed and she was in his waterbed. Her big tits were just like floating there. <laughs> and he was like oh, probably getting really hard and excited. And then I think she turned into Freddy Krueger and she, and she, killed him and brought him down into the waterbed. What is this? Did he chop the claws came up through oh, the, yeah. Dan, you're a beautiful, beautiful human. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Right back at you. Thank That's you fun. so much. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. Dan, where can people find you on social media? I'm only good at one, which is Instagram and it's mm -hmm. actor Dan Payne. Somebody took Dan Payne. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for tuning into Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because it gets wet and wild. <laughs> <laughs>
And as we always say, you, you poor, poor little, little thing. thing. Ghost Hounds. Album First Last Time out now. Get First Last Time now. Anywhere you get your music. Ghost Hounds First Last Time. New Ghost Hounds tour in the works. Stay tuned. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.